your name correctly for me rudolf lieb 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 yeah okay not I, lieb and then lieb i know yeah. that's what i was going to do as an american i know Genau. <laughs> all right so my first general start starting off just to get a foundation i generally want to know what like people's backgrounds so you uh, before you have told me that you don't come from a background in the arts but you actually come from a background in banking yes so tell me a little bit about how you were in banking and then you transitioned over to being a gallery owner? Yes. Okay, I'm just making sure owner is the right word. Okay. Yeah, um, I was working um, about uh, 33 years um, in a bank um, in the press and communication and marketing um, area. Um, um, I have been um, over 10 years um, a member of um, the Works Council. I have been uh, in the supervisory board um, of our bank. Uh, the bank had a very big crisis, was bought from an American hedge fund, Cerberus. Um, and when Cerberus came in, um, I was um, nearly 10 years then um, head of sponsoring. Um, of these banks, of this bank, and we uh, we run a gallery over nearly forty years, and I was responsible for this gallery the last ten years, and uh, we had um, even a cooperation with another gallery and started a project with, which was called uh, Bava Contemporary. This was a kind of pop-up um, gallery, and we made every month a new exhibition and we did every week uh, an event, a concert or a reading, a film show or so. And uh, this idea I, I took when I opened my own gallery. Uh, we, over the first year we always made every month a new exhibition. That's a lot. That's a lot and that's uh, very hard. Uh, we even do now, uh, the interval is that we close on Friday and open the next exhibition on Wednesday. So we have two days for uh, dismantling and building up. So we have always a lot of stress. Yeah, so and uh, what we also do is uh, we do during the exhibitions, we make so-called afterworks. Uh, that is um, uh, an evening where the gallery has um, longer open uh -huh. and uh, where the artists are here. And it's uh, much more comfortable when the vernissage because not so many people are coming and then there's more time to speak with the artist, uh, to show or to have a look um, on, on the artworks. And uh, we also do this because it's necessary to um, have events uh, in between the, the exhibitions. Sure. Because usually nearly no one visits um, an exhibition. Uh, this also belongs a little bit uh, perhaps where the, where the uh, gallery is located. Yeah, we are here, we are in the seventh district um, in the so-called uh, Bobo district in the, Vienna. I'm sorry, the what district? Bobo, this is... Um, Bobo. It's the hipster bohemian it's it's um, the first uh, district in vienna which was run by an, a green politician okay uh, but in this district there are also different areas and our area here in the kaiserstrasse is uh, we are at the more at the border so we're not in the heart of the of the hipster district and so it's a little bit um, harder for us because it's not so Usually, that the people pass by and drop in. Okay, so, so we must we not must, a big foot traffic neighborhood. Genau, genau, and we must organize events so uh, the people uh, come in and pass by. It's also uh, difficult. There is, um, I don't know the the English word Schwellenangst. Uh, the people have a, a little a fear. Uh, to go into a gallery. Yes. Oh, that's everywhere. That's not. Yeah. That's not a. And that's yeah. why we have in 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 the summer uh, months uh, we have outside of the gallery uh, in the street and the parking space uh, we have a so-called um, Gretzloase. Mm -hmm. This is a, a, a Schanigarten, Vienna, the Schanigarten, where you uh, don't have to um, 
to order drinks. You only can sit down. We have flowers, and and it's very nice when we have vernissages or the events because the people are sitting outside until midnight. The door of the gallery is open, and that's the idea uh, to break this. Schwellenangst. Yeah, there, there's a huge uh, sort of barrier to access that a lot genau. of people feel about going into galleries and even some museums. People are sort of intimidated to go in because they're so revered or there's yeah. this sort of like weird sort of uh, thing, which I mean, I, I run into it too. I've been in the arts for almost 25 years and I sometimes I walk up to a gallery and I'm like, oh, I don't want to go in there. It's very awkward. Like, because there's always some like, person sitting behind a desk who basically ignores you and then you just wander around and, and you have to ask lots of questions in order to get stuff and, and it's some people are very intimidated by it yeah yeah that's very normal now you have you i was looking at doing research on your website yeah and you've i saw that you focused primarily on young and female artists yes yes also I can never made a new focus because the first two years um, the gallery had another name. Oh, It, you, you created a new program. We created, yeah, also um, in June I renamed the gallery um, and it's now called After Me. First it was called um, uh, ARCC.art. It was okay. called uh, for the uh, English word um, ARC, Arch, Arche. The Ark and Ark Noah. Noah's Ark. Yeah. And uh, the idea was that uh, the Ark, uh, the young artists are going onto the Ark and yeah. we go with them together to the art market. It's too, 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 too cutesy. Yeah, and it was, uh, I, I founded this um, this project together with a young uh, lady which had with her girlfriends the idea of uh, starting a uh, pop-up gallery and um, an online gallery. Which I want to ask you about as well, yes. Yeah, and when I left uh, the bank, uh, I said uh, at the end to them, okay, we, start, we can start this project. Over years, we always had to explain what does this mean. No one, the people don't say ARC art, they always said ARCC dot ARC, as no one recognized what's that. Right. And the people always said to me, why don't you um, call it um, after your name? Because I was uh, well known in this uh, art society. So, uh, and uh, when my companion left um, uh, the gallery, so I could make the renaming because now it's my gallery oh your reputation in the yeah. arts world is everything yeah. so yeah. why not put it and on so the and and what we did when we renamed it um, we, we tried to create a new brand we focused more on these um, young artists um, artists which um, are not uh, are still studying perhaps make their diploma in one or two years. Oh, so that's really young okay yeah. I was like to me I was, I was actually going to ask you to define young Yeah, young is really the people which are still studying on the university. There are two universities in Vienna, the Akademie and Angewandte. And uh, people who uh, already left, but only, if, I think, four or five or ten years. Uh, my thing is that uh, when someone has left over ten or fifteen years and could not make a name in the art market, I think he won't do it or I am not strong enough to help him. And what, what interests me on this business and why I'm doing this is uh, find out how the art market works and how I could make perhaps of one, two, three artists a brand. If I, fin if I find uh, good artists and to help them uh, to become a brand in the art market, to make exhibitions, to bring them to fairs, to bring them to other museums. Or so that's the thing what I'm interested in. I am too. <laughs> I, th I think that's great. I think that's very interesting. I mean, a lot of galleries, you know, open with the intention of basically just making money and being famous and traveling the world. So, I mean, the idea that you're, you're intentionally trying to find younger artists in order to build a career for not only them, but more or less for you as well, um, uh, simultaneously, like together with them as yeah. partners. Is a, that's a very important aspect that a lot of other galleries that I talk to is uh, that relationship of, between the, the artist and the gallery and them growing together. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. 
So young artists as a one focus, but also female artists. Can yes. Those? Yes. Why female artists? The men are dominating the art world. Sadly. And female artists are becoming stars. I think then they are 60 or 80 or older, like. Maria Lasnik, I think she was 79 when mm. she became famous. And uh, what I say is, uh, is uh, what uh, should the young female artists do between, I don't know, 25 and 60 or 80. Mm. And um, yeah, I was always working, uh, even in the bank, uh, mostly with women. I had uh, 12 employees, which were female and only one male. I like to work with more with female artists. Just to be clear, I'm not questioning your choice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just, I just want you to yeah, give yeah. a... And, uh, and uh, it's, it's also about uh, finding um, um, a standalone position. Yeah, it's, so it's young artists, really young artists, and female artists. So this yeah. is your, your program that you've created. Can I, can I, I don't want to do what um, other galleries are doing that I'm not interested in. So earlier you mentioned your website doing like a pop-up and a, and build, and having a website. So do you sell you have artworks available for sale on yeah. your website? Just as a, a rough thing, sort of like how does that work effectively for you? Like I'm the reason why I ask this is because I'm uh, dubious. I'm uh, doubtful that online sales are really that great like i think there's a, i believe that there's a price point that online sales will do up to mm. and then i believe there's a certain price point where online sales don't work above that or and or certain mediums sell well online and certain mm. mediums do not sell well now i have no proof of this yeah <laughs> this is purely my opinion Our whole website is an online shop. Yeah, uh -huh. also the the software is an an online shop software, um, because the idea was um, to run an online gallery and make pop up um, exhibitions, but it does not work. Yeah, it um, the issue is um, as a, what we use it um, is uh, the people uh, can see what we have. Yeah, but the people always want to to see it in in real. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Even uh, it was crazy. I think two years ago, that someone bought um, a print for 79 euros, and he was three times in the gallery to have it on the look. Uh, what are the colors in real? It's true. I mean, I, I do web design. I'm a photographer. All kinds of yeah. stuff. So, like the issue of like color rendering on different monitors and different operating systems and different mm. browsers and all this is it is an issue. Uh, I won't buy. I rarely even buy clothing online because the colors are often quite mm. wrong versus what you end up getting. My wife the other day bought a yellow, a yellow dress that showed up. It was orange. I mean, it, you know, it's totally wrong. Yeah. Right? But, so yeah, I mean that the, that color issue is is an issue that I find like I also I tried to upload some and sell some works on Saatchi, mm -hmm. and uh, I could not figure out their color space to save my life. Like every time I uploaded my photos, it just looked like mud. It, like mm -hmm. the all the saturation was gone, mm -hmm. all the contrast was gone. It just looked like crap. I finally just deleted it because I was so fed up yeah. with it. Um, but yeah, that I mean that color issue uh, via. The internet is, is yeah. a big issue. And I think um, the people are not used to buy art online. We also tried um, to offer artworks uh, via Instagram because it's said that the people um, buy on Instagram and we looked how Zalando makes this and we can offer it on Instagram, but no one ordered something on Instagram. I have heard of people ordering things on Instagram. Yeah, but um, I don't know. As the last artwork was sold, was funny it was to a lawyer in Vienna and he was living uh, at the Ringstrasse mm -hmm. <laughs> he did not come here this is 500 meters he ordered it on the internet and when I brought it to the Ringstrasse aber in someone from Hamburg um, bought something but yeah. um, the people are, uh, we had uh, we sold uh, two months ago something um, an artwork uh, from this artist to Santiago to an American mm -hmm. guy and he was in Vienna He knew everything what we have because he has looked on the website. Right. But he, he, he came here, had a look on the, on the real artworks, and uh, we dismantled it, and he took it on the plane back to Santiago. 
Oh my god, I wouldn't put it on, I wouldn't put artwork on a plane with me, but okay, yeah, yeah. It was a really uh, complete crazy thing, but it worked at the end of the day. Yeah. So so you're utilizing different things. Are so you doing the website? You're doing social media, and and I mean, but you, realistically, like you're only less than three years old. Your, yeah. your particular company. So all your new marketing, all your new branding, all your new promotions, all these things really have only been three years. So that's you can't. That's not a long time to put into it yet. I mean, you, you can still build the brand more and more. So like, I guess the question would be, like, are you seeing an increase in people buying for, through the website or through social media or anything? Or is it just sort of consistently sporadic? As a, we have no increase on selling on the website. None. Uh, no. Uh, even um, I had support uh, from Facebook. Um, um, and uh, what did some um, changes on the web shop and so on the recommendation from Facebook um, but I, I stopped uh, now this advertising on Facebook but there was no response even we spent hundreds of, of, of euros yeah. have you tried like Artsy and Saatchi and all those places because uh, galleries is, can sell yeah, yeah. through there this is um, much too expensive oh it costs when money Artsy last time called me because when you make a contract with Artsy it costs you 400 um, euro a month and I said to them I will invest 400 euros, but I invested in an employee and I engaged Karina. And what was much more better than uh, do something on, on Artsy because I had um, feedback from other galleries that were a lot on, on fake requests and they had a lot of work uh, answering these requests and nothing was say, uh, sold. Huh. Yeah. So uh, what we did, um, I, I, I bought an, an abo on, on the German magazine Monopol. Mm -hmm. I think this is a great magazine and we host our shows there because my interest is to, to expand to, to Germany yeah, okay. because there's much more money uh, than in Austria. Yeah. Um, mm. Sure. Also, a lot of uh, even for the artists it's better because uh, every, uh, uh, every larger city has a so-called Kunstverein they make shows they, they invest money in these things and uh, there are a lot of rich people in areas like uh, Baden-Württemberg uh, there is uh, Mercedes, Porsche and all these things yeah, not in Berlin in Berlin there are a lot yeah. of galleries but no money for yeah but Cologne and Munich these, yeah. I mean, these are and there are a lot of foundations which spend uh, money for art in Austria the people uh, here a lot of German money in foundations but only for saving tax and these foundations here in Austria don't spend money the only uh, for art the only guy who does that is uh, Mr. Haselsteiner who, who bought the collection of um, Essel Museum and who now uh, opens, uh, who bought the Künstlerhaus, and Künstlerhaus will open next year the so-called, this is what, Albertina Contemporary, or so like, like that, yeah. This is the only uh, rich guy in Austria which spends money um, for art. All other uh, foundations don't. I was 10 years in the sponsoring area, active, when I was in the bank, and together with other people we tried uh, to find out other things how foundations which are located in Austria would spend money for art or the social things. No one does. They are not interested in it. It's only a, a thing of saving tax and the foundations are only, also they don't spend money external. The foundations are only have the focus for internal, for family foundations and these things. Yeah. I'm quite surprised. Actually. Yeah, this is an this is an Austrian speciality because uh, I think the tax a lot of uh, German money came to Austria when our I think here a foundation only pays two percent tax or so. Yeah, and and they have no uh, no pressure to do something for social or so. This is a, this is a a mistake in the in the law. And it could not be changed because then they say we we'll bring our money back to Germany or to France or wherever. Oh, yeah, and okay. so we have nothing from. There's a lot of money here, mm. but uh, we have nothing from it. 
Right, because it came here as a tax exempt. Genau, genau. Idea. It's not like in America where the foundations do something, or in 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 Germany where so family foundations which support art or donate prizes and so thing. And here is nothing. Only the stra only the Strabag from from Mr. Haselsteiner. There are two um, gallery organizations in Vienna and um, one organization uh, and these two organizations uh, each get uh, money from the from the state supporting and um, there, there's one organization which uh, organizes the so-called uh, curated by program this is every autumn here in Vienna and um, I think uh, there are so 20, 21, 22 galleries uh, can participate um, in this program uh, um, but the people, the galleries which already participate uh, decide if a new gallery can come in so, yeah, and so it's nearly network. it's nearly not um, possible. This is the same thing like with the Vienna Contemporary, where is a small organization of Viennese galleries who decide which Viennese galleries can participate in this fair. I could not this year. Yeah, so it's also a closed circle. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm an outsider, but it's it's fascinating to hear the different issues that happen in different regions. Because yeah. people in Berlin told me stories about Berlin. And yeah, no, it's, they had the know. same thing as the Berlin Gallery Weekend, I think. Yeah. And this Gallery Weekend, I think, gets money from the city or so. Yeah. Um, but um, there's also a, a committee or a team which decides which galleries can participate. Hmm. And, and so when you can't participate as a gallery, you don't have... The exposure. Any, yeah, yeah. You know, you don't have the exposure, you don't have any support or so. So um, this was the question, this was the issue in this um, in this article that uh, it does not help um, a lot uh, the galleries when when uh, so events are supported, when when the people who decide who is part of this event, um, yeah, this is a, a closed circle. It's the it's same the like same in people, Vienna. Yeah. Genau, so that does not... Uh, like in this thing here in, in Austria, you have a thing uh, which is called Galerienförderung, uh, also support of the galleries uh, by buying art. Uh -huh. Yeah, and the museums uh, can buy art um, at the galleries, and they get fifty percent of the price refunded uh, by the state. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice, genau, and. Uh, the famous museums buy art at the famous galleries so that the newcomers don't have anything from that. Yeah, it, I mean, but what, I mean, what you're talking about is sort of like the the old guard and the newcomers kind of stuff. I mean, this kind of stuff takes decades and generations to yeah. sort of evolve and rotate. I mean, sooner or later, those older guards will retire or pass it on to somebody else, and then a new a new wave of new galleries and curators will come in and change things. Yeah, but, but it, uh, I don't have time for yeah, 10 it, or 20 years. I know, that's yeah. the thing, yeah. I mean, uh, the, so I mean the, the, the people say to us it lasts, I don't know, 5 or 10 years until the gallery will run or will be positive. Or yes, so. that, that's the gen 10 years is Can the I, general one that's said. I, I don't have so much time. And I, 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 as a, I don't want to wait so long. <laughs> Nobody wants to wait that long, but that, that the tradition says, yeah, a gallery, it takes 10 years to even have a good reputation mm. because at that point you can say, oh, you can stay open for 10 years. Okay, then you must be doing something right. Mm. So then people will start to respect yeah. you more. But everything in the business is becoming faster. So why should it last in the gallery business for 10 years? Yeah. All right, fine. Nine years. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Faster. <laughs> Back to sort of your artists and your selection of artists. So how do you choose artists that you, I guess, take it back a step. Do you represent artists or do you just show artists? You know the difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, we represent artists, but uh, not, perhaps not completely, uh, but on um, certain artworks. Yeah, because okay. um, these young artists, as some don't like uh, to work with galleries, others um, 
like to work with uh, with artists and we have uh, perhaps uh, Veronika Sushnik will represent her in uh, Vienna uh, because she's another gallery in Carinthia and she's in gallery in Salzburg. Uh, right, so yeah. a geographical and genau, representation. And, uh, but everything what we do in Vienna, we, uh, we were on two fairs together. Uh, she had a, so a solo show here and we have a contract where there all the artworks which uh, are shown here or shown on the fair. So uh, I can sell the next uh, six or 12 months. But she's allowed... Uh, to do something uh, with another gallery, which is not not in Vienna, right? Yeah, so geographical yeah. sort of thing. Okay, because I I think that it's good uh, when uh, my artists, which are young, uh, also can show artworks um, in other oh, galleries. Yeah, this yeah. artist uh, Anne Clara Stahl had a show in a new art, uh, gallery in in Salzburg, and so it was good for us when her work was seen in. Salzburg and now she's here and perhaps we'll go next year together on a fair. Also. So you participate in art fairs? Yes. What art fairs have you been to? We have been uh, three times on the Parallel Vienna. This is an, an art fair which is parallel to the Vienna Contemporary. Okay. It's an art fair this year I think 600, uh, six, yeah, 600 uh, artists, oder? have been participating there by galleries or by uh, standalone as an artist. Uh, how was it called? Yeah, so a uh, solo exhibition instead of, instead of through Yeah, the but gallery. they did it by themselves. So right. the artists can rent a space and, and present uh, themselves. Mm -hmm. So I we worked through the fair to find out uh, if we can find their interesting artists. And we were on two other shows. We were in... in uh, in March, an fair which was called um, Art Vienna, which was in the Hofburg. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but we were not part of the of the old galleries. We were uh, in the area of the young galleries. Sure. And we tried something uh, this autumn uh, in a fair. Um, they asked us to participate where a lot of, of old-fashioned antiquitäten handle and so. And we were there, but it was not so uh, commercial, not so successful as it should be. And, um, and we were in the first year when we started, we were on a fair in Hamburg. Mm -hmm. uh, there's an international uh, fair thing, which is called the Affordable Art Fair. Yeah, I know uh, it very well. Genau. And uh, this was our first fair. It was not not bad, but we had a lot of learnings and the next two years we did not participate because it's, uh, yeah, perhaps next year. It, it's it's not easy. It's it's far away to transport or so. I had to bring uh, in where the art weeks, I think, three months uh, before it started because I was the only uh, gallery from Austria which participated there, so no art transport to Hamburg. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. And, and we did not, we had no, no, um, Uh, no research what they sell where right. and in Vienna it's easier to sell smaller artworks and we had a lot of small artworks with us and only I think four or six big artworks and I think we already had on Friday sold every art of our big artworks oh, yeah. and when we had on Saturday and Sunday nothing to sell because they did not like the small things interesting so, yeah. they, so they, they, and this is the th this is one of those things that fascinates me is that in a certain market, mm. a certain scale of work sells very well. And yeah. if you take that to another market, it doesn't sell very well. Like, yeah. I mean, what is it, you know, I'm always fascinated, like, what is it about the, the just the sheer difference of these markets <sighs> that made such a dramatic shift in like, one loves small, one loves big, why? You know, I mean, I know it's... Yeah, the people in Hamburg, it was interesting. There were people from uh, Netherlands, from, from Denmark, from Hamburg or so. And I think they have, perhaps have big houses or the flats or so. They like to buy uh, big artworks, which should be framed and red. Yeah. And red? Did yeah. you say that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We had an old gallery. It was in the f fascinating. An old couple from Cologne. Mm -hmm. And I think she sold every day 20 to 15 big artworks because I, I said to her, I think I should make an, an practicum. Um, and she she knew how to do that. They had um, they had two trucks with them full of artworks. They changed everything. They the artworks. She had a guy with them because what the people in Hamburg liked is when they buy something, 
bring it home and put it, bring it on the wall. Mm-hmm. And they, she, uh, they had a guy which uh, go Delivery went man. home, yeah. delivered it and brought it on the wall. Yeah. Nice. That was really, really great. Full service. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we said when we um, ever go to Hamburg, we would rent a truck, bring in a lot of artworks and see what is sellable and change it and so yeah, I've, I've often had a conversation with people about should art in a gallery already be framed or should it be left unframed so that whoever buys it can make, decide on their own framing? As unfair as it must be framed. You can't sell things which are not framed. And so you see here a lot of artworks are framed. And what we try now, this is an experiment. We have the show in the first room. And we have here artworks from our gallery mm-hmm. artists uh, because in the last fair, when we were, the people said, uh, we will visit you at the gallery to see more right. what you have. And so this is the well, Even the pieces I'm seeing around here that don't have particularly like actual frames built around them are, are finished well. Like, so they're, they don't look unfinished on the round mm-hmm. their edges. So even if they don't actually have a frame, they still look presentable and sort of complete. Yeah. Back to, so continuing on the question of how you find artists, how you, and so some you choose to represent, some you choose to just exhibit, yeah. right, but not yeah. continue yeah. to represent. So we try to represent the artists, which we think uh, they fit to the um, program or portfolio of the gallery and uh, yeah we find it on on um, at the end of an uh, a study um it called of a, a year on the university uh, the the so-called classes uh, make shows there they of um thesis or a, 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 a class projects i don't know Exam. Yeah, uh, in Vienna, this is um, a professor, or the, could be a famous painter, um, runs a class. Yeah, so she is part of the Richter class. is a famous uh, German painter, and in in I think in February or so, they have a show for one week or so where they show what they did this year. Right. And so I I um, was entdecken. I found Veronica. Mm-hmm. I saw one of these um, artworks you know no, people can't see these yeah, yeah pointing I found, out. okay i'm just uh, making sure with the with the blister um, yes yeah and i liked it because uh, i liked it it was simple our um, three-dimensional and with these quotes um, on it yeah other artists uh, when she talks um, around that she works with a gallery and so the other artists are coming and um, present themselves send the portfolio and we're looking around on these fairs like the parallel um, or um, yeah look see what other galleries are showing or make some uh, researches uh, to find interesting artists yeah to see on facebook or to see on instagram who who presents uh, himself so you so. you look on social media to find yeah, yeah, people sure. who do are doing well on social media yeah and if if i like this yeah i won't show things which i won't like right which is yeah that's the end all be all is like yeah. in the end it's your gallery it's your reputation and you're liking you have to like it or you, know. you won't show it yeah what are some characteristics that you look for when you you look for an artist? So like, what I'm getting at is specifically the balance between the quality of the work itself and or the concept of the work. So, yeah, the balance of like the visuals, the aesthetics versus like the artist statements or the concept behind it. How important is either of them? Are they like equally as important or is one more important than the other? I think the quality of the work um, is important. I'm not a fan of conceptual art. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, and I always think about if uh, someone would buy it. Yeah, because uh, my focus is not the the art collector per se, sondern my focus on, on customers is that someone would buy it and uh, bring it into his flag and put it on the uh, on the wall, mm-hmm. yeah. Not to give it in the stock or so, sondern um, 
Um, we always had the focus on the on the on the middle age or so, on the people where which earn money and which are interested in art and which like don't like white walls and don't like um, having artworks on that because the collectors in Austria were perhaps I don't know ten or twenty collectors and they will buy the famous galleries and and buy names and not invest in in young artists. Yep, it's always the question. Um, the people have a little bit um, fear or so, or, or if that money or the amount of money they invest, if this is a good investment um, or not. And uh, I would always buy something when I like it and I know why I bring it on the wall, I would buy it if this is a name or not. Uh, the issue with the young artists is that if they will stay artists, because I had an, an, a, question, a, a talk with a mid-career artist which said why it does not work with the young artists, especially with female artists, because the question is will they stay artists or they find their Mr. Right or so and then they stop with art. Wow, that sounds horribly sexist. Yeah, yeah, okay. but, but it, it is the problem. I, I had an artist, uh, an American artist, uh, American. which was supported um, at our first or second year and was sold works from him and he completely stopped producing art. He now works as a salesman at um, Dior. A crazy guy, okay. and yeah, but it's it's a and it's a problem. I think also for me because he is not on the market, also still. Right. Yeah, and so yeah, the the question is if the three thousand euro one has spent for an artwork. Uh, well, to a certain extent, like that hurts your reputation because you said to a collector, "Hey, collect this person's artwork; it's going to go up in value theoretically." And then they stopped producing work. Therefore, yeah. so it, it he's probably not an, he's not an artist anymore. So, yeah, yeah, that's it's tough. I mean, uh, yes, that, I mean that. This is why it's funny. My dad used to tell me. My dad's a painter, uh, and he used to say, "Like, don't go into the art industry. It's horrible. It's 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 just not where to, you don't want to do it." And yeah, now that I've been in it for a while, I, mm. I get his perspective on it at least. Yeah. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with it. I still like the the industry, but but I understand his perspective. Yeah, no, like, I try to find out market. if someone wants to be constantly or wants to be or the work on, on, on his career, on her career, and find out what they're doing the next years or so. Yeah, it's always also a thing um, when the artists are doing too many different things and you can't find um, a red line uh, because between this coral paintings and perhaps this tabletten blister paintings, there is no connection, but it's the same artist. And and it's interesting that the people who like the tabletten blister artworks don't like this coral collapse sure. artworks and vice versa. Also oh, I totally understand that. I actually like that. I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's the same artist. Yeah? yeah. And so I think she's still perhaps finding her way. Yeah. This is a very young artist with this. Um, she cuts this out from this um, synthetic force. No, furs. Furs. And when I first saw this, this is a real standalone uh, thing from her, yeah, because uh -huh. no other artist does this, and uh, the people likes this. Um, when we showed um, this red one, which I sold, there were young um, migrants here. They found that super geil. <laughs> yeah, huh. so. And this is, uh, I don't know what she's, she's really very, very young, what she will do the next years. I don't know. And, and that's a tough thing. Like, I mean, I'm 46 years old and I'm actually feel like I'm just coming into my own now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. So like if you had collected my artwork out of straight out of school, like my work, well, there's that thread, you know, there's that common thing that you can see through the work mm -hmm. conceptually visually the work is completely different uh, totally different techniques totally different styles totally different yeah. mediums even mm -hmm. at this point so like the idea that you're running a gallery where you're basically working with like you know, artists that are just coming out of school i would be con unless i had a love for the piece where i'm just like i love this piece i want this in my home i don't care about the investment i probably wouldn't buy 
Like you have to, this is, you can't, it's really tough to buy young artists with the intention of investment Mm. and return on investment because you just don't know. I mean, the percentage, the percentages out there say like, you know, 90% of artists will stop making uh, work five years after they graduate from school. Mm. So, I mean, pretty good possibility that a lot yeah, of but, people um, also buying art um, as an investment I think only for a few artists what will work uh, because I'm I had to recognize this um, when I uh, sold the art collection of the bank uh, because um, there are artists uh, uh, which are if you remember, there was the fantastic Viennese realism. Yes. Yeah. No one does buy now something from that. When you bring it to an auction house, no one buys it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we also had um, um, a lot of artworks in the collection of, um, it was so realistic. Uh, so it was... Um, Hyper realism. No, so it was... Uh, Georg Eisler was the son of an of a composer, and he he painted, and, and and so in the 60s, 70s, he was very famous and sold a lot of artworks, and we had a lot, and it was not possible to sell because no one does does like this style now. So um, I think this is uh, this also could be with other artists. Yeah, only a few artists will will uh, have a position in the art market, and the others. Um, yeah, so oh, I know because I keep hearing stories. People talking about oh, there's millions of dollars in the arts market. There's you know hundreds of millions and all this kind of stuff. And we see all these uh, articles in the news with the the the, the Mundi and the, all the you know the, the Banksies and all these yeah, things. Yeah. But all of that stuff is um, secondary market. Like, yeah, none of that is gallery or artist related. Yeah. yeah. You know, the artist didn't earn any money from that. The artist can't Cannot. make a living from, from secondary Cannot. market. The gallerists can't keep their doors open from secondary market sales. Yeah. So all of these tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars and euros that are talked about in the arts market mm. aren't in the arts market. They're in the secondary market mm. or secondary arts market. So that makes But it it's also boring on the, on the fairs because... Um, on, on fairs in Vienna, you always see the same artworks of the same artists. Here, everyone wants to have a Brachensky at home, and on the art fairs, I think nearly every old-fashioned gallery has minimum one Brachensky, or has something from Hermann Nietzsche or so. Yeah, and uh, I think it's boring. So that that was in in why I um, participated the last art fair because we brought in completely um, new young artwork which the people never have seen before and a lot of people liked it also older people liked it any advice um, it's not as, as much advice of like hey I did this so well you know this is a great thing as much as sort of learning experiences that you have had that you you might want to give to another person who's thinking about opening a gallery that you tried and it doesn't work or that something maybe that you, you some little thing that you did find that really works well that somebody else might want to use i think uh, what should be done before i open a gallery is make some research how how the perhaps how the market uh, functions uh, what are galleries um, doing and which um, and perhaps find a, a position which is still um, free yeah because most of the galleries are doing the same and um, that's why I positioned now for this uh, young people female artists because I think no one does this and try to find out um, or to be up to date because we do a lot of social media we have this online shop I think we are perhaps the only gallery in Vienna which has an online shop well and that's actually an ongoing debate about whether or not um, galleries should put prices on their websites or not there are a lot of galleries 
generally older, more traditional galleries that say you should not put prices yeah, on your uh, website. Two weeks ago, I was in a gallery here in Vienna where a former colleague from me is working there, and they don't even show prices uh, during the vernissage because we are we are very transparent. Uh, we have a list with with the artworks and what what is the price of the artwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and every, everyone can take this uh, with uh, with him, and you can see a look on the website uh, what we are, uh, what we want for an for an artwork, and and uh, we always have uh, also the discussion of the price because now we made with the students um, uh, to find out the right price for them. They did it together with um, her professor. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you come up with prices for young artists? Works? Yeah, this is uh, it's a little bit of uh, feeling. What or what would I pay uh, for that artwork, and uh, then try to find out. Or when there's a customer request, we can see if that fits or it does not fit. Yeah, because uh, I had uh, in the, the beginning of the gallery business here, I worked with uh, older artists, also an American artist, which I know over 20 years. And he he was a, a colleague of uh, Andy Warhol. Yeah, And he, he thinks he can ask for prices, uh, perhaps like in New York. And I did never sell an artwork from him, even not in Hamburg when we were, because it's einfach too high. And um, also younger artists sometimes think they can uh, ask for more, uh, which I learned from the last fair from, from the parallel. Uh, there was a young artist which uh, had artworks there and she wanted more money uh, than her professor, which was also an artist. Wow. And so I think uh, that don't, don't work. Also, hmm. With Veronica, uh, I think we find the right price. We were on two fairs and had one solo show, and we we now ask for twenty five percent more, and we could uh, um, as the mark the market paid uh, it. So I think we have the right feeling what's possible or not. Right. So I mean, basically, in the end, the right price comes from practice basically yeah, yeah. like try what, a price uh, we're always uh, looking uh, what um, other artworks in this size and quality what is asked for and see and would I pay it for that and so we find we find the right price yeah, we had a an, uh, an ra- young Russian um, artist which I uh, found in May she had a show in an, in an uh, in a famous photo gallery and they recommended me to get in contact with her and she's from St. Petersburg and uh, I liked her works and um, she came back and it was her first solo show last month here in the gallery um, and we sold I think 80% of her work uh, and also we find uh, the right price. I was going to say what was the price, Is the average price point on that? Uh, the price was uh, for the tiny ones uh, 500 euros, for the bigger ones 1,400 euros and and these are paintings because people can't no, see these no the, the interesting thing is that it looked like a painting but it's a photography at the end of the day so and are these additions or are these one of a kind uh it's an addition of three okay yeah our she find out also a singular technique or so she studied in germany as in Düsseldorf. And uh, yeah, I think she she would develop good, and the people liked it. It was very, very interesting because I think they like it because it looks like a painting. Yeah. Yeah. I, from this distance, I would say it would have said it was a painting. Yeah, and it looks like an old painting. Yeah. So. Yeah, but we found we found the um, the right price because she was unknown. But the people, it was it was egal because the people uh, liked it. I'm surprised, I have to admit, because I mean, I'm a photographer, and so mm-hmm. I'm always interested in additions and pricing and things like this. So an addition of three, mm-hmm. a work on paper, let's call it, an uh, addition of three. Yeah, this is, this is uh, on, uh, on Alu Dibond. Uh-huh. Uh, developed on Alu. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, um, oh, what, it's an acrylic medium, right? 
No, do you know RLUT bond? What is this? Is in technique? Uh, it's, it's it's not developed on paper. It's developed on aluminium. Um, oh, okay. So the alum, yeah, the aluminum prints, aluminium yeah. print. So yeah. directly onto the surface. Can I? Yeah, the, those are very sensitive as well, like very fragile. Yeah. Specifically the corners. Yeah. Like so, like, yeah, the is uh, it is a frame of steel. These are. Oh. Yeah, steel it's frame interesting that uh, we have, I think, two to three young female artists which are framing their works with steel. steel now? Yeah. Interesting. Maybe that's some new trend that we're, <laughs> yeah. we're missing out on. <laughs> steel frames. Lovely. For the right pieces, yeah. Yeah. All right, my last question, since the evening is long here, um, is a big question, so bear with me. Let me get through this whole thing. So... With the podcast, the the concept of the podcast is trying to learn how the art market functions, so how somebody can navigate it. And so what I did was I came up with an, a quantifiable outcome that I'm going to try to achieve and that I will keep everybody involved with, and I will actually do whatever you're about to tell me, okay? So in order to prove to the listeners and to everybody that's here, that uh, all the different advices and knowledge that I've been gaining over the course of doing this podcast actually works in learning the arts industry. I would like to get your input on how I can get a piece of my artwork in the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. Now, I don't mean literally get it on, on there. I mean, what can I do in my career to sort of direct my career towards that goal? So that's it. Just advice towards uh, towards a a short term quantifiable goal. Mm -hmm. You must find a curator, which um, perhaps likes your um, artwork, which would support you, and which perhaps has a, a relation or is in the network of um, this museum. And when it would be possible um, to bring the artwork um, to this museum. Because this, that's what I learned here in the last three years is um, to find out the right creators um, to support. Uh, because now in this um, exhibition, which will open tomorrow with the students, we have a famous curator from the uh, Vienna Kunsthaus. Yeah? And um, that um, is good for the reputation of the gallery. And uh, that perhaps also would help uh, that some art magazine will make an, or they write an article um, about this exhibition that helps the gallery, that helps the, the artists. Because the art business is uh, very much dominated uh, by the opinion of curators. I have heard this a lot, yes, and this is a new thing to me. Like, Again, leaving school, I left art school back in like 2000. So in the course of the past 20 years, the role of the curator, the specifically the independent curator even, has shifted dramatically. Mm -hmm. and, and, and now yes. they, they're sort of, the, I feel like they're the gatekeepers. Yes. Like to, if you want to get to collectors, you want to get to institutions, you want to get to critics even or to do reviews and met publications, the curators are the those key people to get, everything you want in the industry yeah that's right interesting okay okay thank you well thank you very much for your time very interesting mm -hmm.